I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers on Life Under Lockdown one year later. We're talking about this because so much has changed in our world and in our lives over the past year from the complete and total shutdown of just about everything to the stop and start and then stop again period that we're in now where everybody is ready for things to reopen. Some things are, some things aren't. And always there's this question of safety. But what we really want to talk about is its impact on just our daily lives and us as people. And really just pause for a sec and take a look at how much has really changed. Joining me for this conversation is Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a clinical psychologist and also professor at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. Jeff, great to have you with us. Great to be with you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Tara Wallace. She's an entrepreneur, actor, media personality, and mother of three. Tara, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me back. Thank you so much. Also with us is Dr. Emmanuel Manny Fambu. He's an advisor and investor in de- digital health companies in the mental health space. He's a medical futurist. He's also been involved in helping to fight the pandemic and advising doctors on what needs to be done to uh, help us beat this this horrible, horrible virus. Dr. Manny, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Dr. Jeff, one year, a lot of people thought when the, you know, the clock turned midnight on New Year's Eve, we're 2021 and it's gonna be a whole new thing and not quite there yet. Where, where do you think we're at collectively? I, I think we're where we're supposed to be because we don't know, we've never known in our lifetime what happens with a pandemic. Uh, we're starting to connect the dots, right? Uh, pandemics uh, can happen in a time where there's political instability that then makes that pandemic much, much worse. Or if there were competent leadership, which we know that there, that there was real, there were real issues with that. I don't want to get political with it. Um, that it certainly can lower the death count. But you know, now, uh, you know, at the time of uh, our talking right now. We're at 500,000 plus deaths with the pandemic. We've seen social injustice as part of it. We've seen uh, partisan politics. We've seen a white uh, uh, rise in uh, white supremacy, uh, all of the isms being out there. Uh, We've seen what's happened in Texas with the meltdown there as far as the infrastructure. Uh, And certainly we've seen what's going on with uh, global warming and climate crisis. So all of these things, I believe, are very connected in how they happen with one another. So we are where we're supposed to be many years later. And Dr. Manny will talk about this as a futurist. Um, When he looks back, I know he looks forward, but when he looks back, then we'll see how all of it made sense and how it all connected. But it doesn't mean that it has to be status quo. We have to continue to push forward which is what we are doing. We've seen the worst of many things, but we've also seen the best in people too. And that's where we've got to focus. We definitely have to focus on that. So, so many heroes in so many different areas, especially in the, in the healthcare field. Tara, in terms of your journey, because we started with you when you were leaving with the kids to get out of New York at the height of the pandemic. In terms of, in terms of your career, in terms of your home life, tell us where you're at right now, just in how you're looking at everything. I think that, you know, we just had, uh, what is it, winter break last week with the kids and they were able to catch up on a lot of work. I think there's a a huge adjustment to them understanding that they have to uh, be, I guess, as successful as possible and still accountable during this time. Um, One of the things that I've done to not just talk about what they should do is I've started two businesses during this time. Um, A lot of that is at home. 
And I don't know if I would have had the, the opportunity to just focus in the way I have because I have to be at home. And honestly, just kind of, um, I don't want to say staying out of the way, but always trying to do the right thing as much as I can so that I'm not a part of these persons that are, are that are, you know, what, like what you see in Atlanta, where people are just out and not even really um, acknowledging or accepting that we're still in a pandemic. And sometimes I get questions, uh, are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? And I'm like, guys, we're still in a pandemic. Like, no, we just have to just sit still, you know, get to, you know, like ourselves and be okay with just being still for a little bit. I mean, and at the end of the day, as much as people complain about, oh, you know, I want a day off. I'm like, we've had so many days off, you know, or to be at home. And I think we should just learn to enjoy it. All right. That, that's, a, that's a really good point. Dr. Manny, in terms of where we are now, because you've been on the ground also with this to help them with the hospitals and things like that to, to make them safe and, and, and sanitize them and all kinds of other projects. Where do you see us at now? I think it's a very um, scary time, right? I, I think, uh, you know, the pandemic took a toll on all of us more than, you know, some of us realized of what was happening, right? Initially, you know, over the summer, when we talked about this, there was still that um, excitement of you don't know what's happening kind of. So that kind of the anxiety and that adrenaline rush kind of kept people going. But then after that, it gets really hard, uh, especially when the summer goes away and you have winter. You can get along with people. But I think uh, now with a vaccine uh, here now, I think uh, the future looks bright <laughs> for a lot of people. But uh, it's also a reminder that we will never get back to the way things were before, right? Every single day you hear about a new uh, variation of the virus, right? And it's not strange because everything evolves. <laughs> so viruses will always evolve, <laughs> right? So uh, I don't think there'll ever be a day when things go back to normal. So I think uh, it's, it'll be a huge psychological play going forward. All right, we're going to talk about that when we come back. We're never going back to what was, but what can be and what we will become and what is coming next. Can that be better once we get through this, this period right now? That's Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. What up? This is Trey Songz, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people, only on Hot 9-7. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about life under lockdown about one year later. What has it done to us? How much has changed? And what can we look forward to in the future? Joining me for this conversation is Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a clinical psychologist. He's also a professor at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Jeff, great to have you with us. Always great to be with you. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Tara Wallace. She's an entrepreneur, an actor, and a mother of three. Tara, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Emmanuel Fambu. We call him Dr. Manny. He's an advisor in the health and mental health space, as well as an investor, digital health companies, and a medical futurist. Dr. Manny, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Dr. Jeff, what effect does it have on us that what as that realization, I think some people have made it and accepted it, and other people are still fighting it. This, but we keep hearing this phrase over and over again. It's not going to go back to what it was. Things, there's no going back to normal. What does that do to us? Uh, I think many of us are in a culture shock right now. Um, we have been forced to evolve quicker than what we may have been ready for. Uh, but again, I believe everything is in divine order. Uh, and certainly we didn't want a pandemic to be able to push us forward to deal with social injustice, uh, to deal with oppression, to deal with uh, uh, global warming and all of the things that we have to deal with right now, to deal with uh, corruption in government. But it has forced us to do that 
as it has forced us to learn other ways to learn uh, through hybrid, uh, online, offline, of course. It has forced us to be able to work from home. It has forced us to learn how to do Zoom. Uh, I was scared to death when I had to do that in teaching my students. Now it's like second nature. Uh, so in many ways, we've taken an evolutionary leap. And many of us are not ready for it psychologically, but as humans and what makes us the preeminent species is that we do uh, habituate, we do adapt, and eventually we will be able to catch up to where we are physically, we'll be able to do that emotionally. But that's why we see this tsunami of mental health challenges, not just mental health issues, mental health challenges. And as we address those, and as we talk about them, and as we learn different coping mechanisms and strategies uh, to surviving and to being happy once again, and having some semblance of normalcy, a new normal, uh, then I think we will be okay. Um, Tara, in in you've been speaking about throughout the whole pandemic, especially for women, that this like self-care is important because especially for a lot of women with children, there's so many additional activities and duties that you have to take care of. Um, tell us about that and where, and where you're at. Um, well, one of the things, uh, one of the businesses that we started, well, both of them actually, is all about, you know, trying to teach the woman an affordable way to take care of herself at home. And I think like sometimes as women, part of our aesthetic is just also part of our, our mental health, how we look and how we're holding up. So we wanted to create something to pamper her because, um, and she needs to be able to do that as quickly as possible so that she can take her also her inner self, as well as being there for her children. Uh, one of the things for the boys that we have started to talk about is using this as a learning tool. This is a part of life. You have to learn to adjust and be okay with that. And so that's what we've been talking about. We've been doing, um, you know, just taking it back, like things that I miss, like working on their fine motor skills. So I bought fuse bees to help them create things. Um, uh -huh. have, uh, <laughs> uh, who's fussing right now? Um, it's, okay. we, it's, all right. it's, it's real. It's all good. Yes. And we have, um, you know, I bought like Monopoly games. We have Connect Four. And so we just, what I try to do is make this time a very normal experience instead of freaking out, allowing them to get upset and, and just try to lead by uh, the calmness that I consider myself to have. And, and you, went, you, you went all out for Gunner's birthday, his last birthday with the Mortal Kombat birthday cake. Oh, oh that, that was so much fun. And we literally had like four people. I'm like, let's let's see if we can double these people to make it look like a big party. But um, you know what? He was just so excited for the cake. He didn't really care about friends. We Zoomed with a couple of friends and he was so happy. And and even the other day, you know, I, I held his hand. We, uh, we walked around the, the neighborhood a block and he was like, that was so much fun. So, you know, I think that sometimes kids are so happy with the very small things. Like and all that big stuff we do is really for ourselves. Right. Like we always think about, yeah, I have to plan this. I have to plan that. This has to be there. That has to be there. And you're just happy to go play in the park for a few minutes or something like that. No, it's true. Definitely. Dr. Manny, in, in terms of that never going back to what was, what do you see? That, is, that, that's, is that happening in the, in the medical sphere? It is. Um, and, and something uh, that we talked about, uh, Lisa, previously was I've been very passionate, um, you know, about this whole world and discussion about my like healthcare in general around around minority populations. Uh, right. right. I mean, personally, I mean, my background, I mean, I'm trained as a cardiothoracic surgeon. I mean, that's my area of expertise. Right. And I realized the importance of mental health kind of piece 
as a whole holistic way of uh, looking at the people. And I think that the pandemic highlighted something special that majority of people dying were minorities that live in poor neighborhoods. That has been something that's been around for a long time that no one talks about, right? right? Uh, also the idea that getting older and healthier is better than being older and sicker, right? That is a key point. The people that are dying desperately from this and people that are terrified from this mostly are people that fall in those two categories. I think it's a new way for us to rethink how we look at healthcare uh, going forward. So I'm doing a lot of initiatives right now to look across the country to make sure that we are going down to places like in the neighborhoods in Atlanta, in Baltimore, right, Alabama, like all those neighborhoods that no one goes to, to make sure that we have uh, initiatives in place to make people to become more proactive about healthcare, about a more holistic way of being in general. And the separate part of this that we're not talking about is now we use Zoom and we interact with people. I mean, I'm used to like traveling quite a bit, right? So this is the first time I've been in one spot for a long time and I'm getting weirded out. (laughs) Right. And so it comes down to that point of, I think Dr. Jeff, you brought this up last time when we spoke about this idea of social distancing, but physical, physical distancing, but not social distancing, right? Which is key. I've not seen a lot of my close friends in a very long time. And I think that's something that's missing. Yes. And we're coming to that point where we're trying to push people from getting stuck on their phones and computers, right? But the pandemic forced everyone to their phones and computers. So the addiction around that piece is another problem that we need to discuss. So I think it's a new way of going. I need to be more proactive about that. Okay. And then we're going to talk about that tech, kind of like the tech addiction uh, danger. But Dr. Jeff, what, what about the, the idea of the, some people say that one of the good things that's happened from the pandemic is it's forced us to kind of look at sort through relationships, see which ones are important, which ones aren't, which ones are really make a difference in our lives and kind of focus in and build on those by using the old fashioned phone, con- you know, having a phone conversation with people, which we've always been, you know, we're in this whole texting thing and direct message and that type of thing. What about that? What about in terms of our relationships? What are, what are give us a good and give us the bad. Well, uh, Dr. Manny's absolutely right. Uh, this whole idea of that we have to do social distancing in order to try to stave off COVID-19 uh, has really been harmful for many, many people. Uh, there was an article uh, quite recently in the New York Times that talked about how um, older persons with dementia are pushed even further into dementia even quicker uh, because they're not having uh, the uh, the actual social one-on-one uh, in-person contact. They're not having anything even by computer. So more than anything else, we know the importance, we've learned the importance that as social animals, we have to have social contact. It's important for us to touch base with other people, check up on people, but for people to be able to check up on us and for us to have a communication with one another. Uh, Tara, what what about that in terms of, in terms of you? Have you had any time for any kind of social life with everything that you're doing and have go, have going on? Um, so I've done like little tricky things. So my friends that I know are, are being tested on a regular basis based on their jobs. You know, I'm, what I've been doing is buying little gifts for them and making sure I buy things to force them to kind of come over. Like, hey, you know, I get to use like I have children, so please come to my house. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I get them to come over and, you know, I mean, th- but these are th- these are the people that we consider in our little bubble. Uh, we, I don't really go outside of that bubble, invite people over. But my friends that I know who are being tested, who are who are still working, you know, we will come over and, you know, have a glass of wine or I'll buy them something because I'm online shopping. And um, so that'll kind of force us to, uh, you know, just just, you know, have that that social that social moment, even if it's just for an hour. 
So, right. I mean, for me, it's that it, it makes me feel, it, it makes me feel, you know, I miss going out obviously, but um, it makes it not so bad. I also have another friend who's just not going out at all. So I make sure that, we, you know, we're always face coming at night and um, to the point where it's like, okay, we have to put our phones down and go to sleep. Right. Exactly. That's great though. That's fantastic. Dr. Manny, in terms of, in terms of the tools that have come forward, you came, you came with us with street soldiers going into NYCHA, some of the NYCHA developments, seeing that racial disparity it took a long time for the COVID testing to actually get into communities of color and to be widespread where now there, there's centers all over the place. There's the testing, there's also the vaccine. What effect do you think these tools have in terms of, of people dealing with this pandemic, you know, just the health threat? Yeah, that's um, another uh, key issue. Uh, within the minority community, people don't believe or trust the pharmaceutical industry in general for multiple reasons, <laughs> right? I mean, I come from that industry and so I, I understand why people are skeptical of things. There's been a lot of rumors about every single thing now, right? We we live in this world of fake news now, where people believe a lot of different things. So even though vaccines are there, people of color are still not open to the idea of actually getting a vaccine, right? So, so there's a whole campaign around the country to get people to actually uh, get a vaccine done. So, if, But even if you get a vaccine done, it becomes this new level of things where I think eventually people have to carry kind of vaccine cards right, to go to a concert or to fly <laughs> on a plane to say, hey, you have a vaccine or you don't have a vaccine. And so it, it creates a, a separate divide within society of what people are going to do. Um, so that's that would be another challenge kind of piece. With that being said, I really like what, uh, what Tyra mentioned earlier about what business she's working on, right, about this idea of self-care, uh, which I think is actually very important, uh, right, to take care of yourself and manage that. That is going to be around for a very long time, uh, right? So you could say, uh, you know, 2022, will this change? No, this is not going to change. There's, there's, I don't think there'll be a point where uh, we wake up one day and COVID took a flight and left Earth, right? It's not going to happen, right? <laughs> so this will always be around. And so I think it will be this idea of being more, uh, we'll have very close circles. People will stay within your neighborhoods in, in general. And But we, we will then realize that uh, we'll miss certain things that we never treasured before. But it comes down to the whole point of taking care of yourself. So I'm a big fan of what Tara's working on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let me throw this in real quick. I think uh, Tara and Dr. Manny and Lisa, what we're also going to see is there's not going to be a tolerance for illness at the world. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. People going in with colds, people going in with flus. Forget about COVID. People going in with colds and flus and other uh, contagious illnesses. Those people will be shunned. They will be told not to come into work. Uh, because people will have post-traumatic stress for years to come around COVID. And so I also agree that, you know, it will be about living uh, in the bubbles as uh, Tara has been doing and as many people have been doing. And, you know, those huge 3,000 person concerts. I hope you all got to see Billy Joel back in the day because we're not going to see and Prince because we're not at Madison Square Garden. Because uh, 97 Summer Jam. It's, it's like, you know, right, right. Jam, the biggest so, concert in the world. Absolutely. Some people will still do that, but many people won't. And I know I won't be one of those people. I'll just be singing and sitting in some club somewhere, still wearing my mask. Okay, but there's a lot of people, and, and, and I'm out every day as a news reporter for Fox 5. I'm out there in the streets every day. There are a lot of people who are in COVID denial and act like it, nothing ever happened. Uh, we're going to find out 
What's the best way to deal with them? And why is that happening when we come back? Yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up? This is Styles P, the Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. In this episode, we're talking about life under lockdown about a year later. Where are we? Where are we going? Joining me for this conversation, Dr. Jeff Gardier. He's a clinical psychologist and professor at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Jeff, great to have you with us. Glad to be with you always. Thank you, Jeff. And um, also joining us is Tara Wallace. She's an entrepreneur, an actor, and a mother of three. Tara, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Manuel Fambu. We call him Dr. Manny. He's an advisor to many people on digital mental health, health issues, a trained cardiothoracic surgeon. That means heart surgeon. Is that what that means, Dr. Manny? And he's also yes, yes, on the right track. Yes. On the right track. Okay. <laughs> and he's also a, a medical futurist, which is important now as, as we look to the future. All right. Uh, Dr. Manny, in terms of the in terms of getting the virus under control in the New York area, people feel like, okay, we're kind of like the worst is behind us. We look at the, those national numbers, more than half a million people have lost their lives. There are people I see as I'm out and about doing my job who are in COVID denial. They, they don't social distance as soon as they can. They don't wear a mask or they have the mask in their, they have the mask in their pocket. They go, they have underground parties. They have family gatherings where people come from all over. There's a lot of out of state license plates all over the place in New York. You see them and uh, I'm sure in other places as well. What effect does that have on actually us fighting the pandemic and getting beyond this, this point of where there's constant daily concern about contagion? That is very interesting, actually. At this point, uh, I know uh, six months ago, the numbers were like skyrocketing, right? Everyone, like, you could see these crazy numbers. Uh, just from having conversations with random people, uh, there are many people now that have had COVID, <laughs> right? So it's not scary anymore. So you see a lot of people hanging out, but they've had COVID and they recovered from COVID. And so that's why you don't see these numbers skyrocketing uh, over. When you hear numbers like a million people uh, infected, and uh, those are people like us, right? Those people are the ones hanging out, right? So it's not strange to go in and say, hey, listen, I had COVID uh, oh, back then and I recovered. And so I don't think you see those numbers kind of skyrocket like that anymore. Uh, it comes down to that point of like herd immunity that was discussed earlier. I think you don't see hospitals being like overcrowded anymore. Uh, doctors have gotten much better at managing uh, these kind of conditions, but we can't shut down things forever. Young people have to be young and they have to do things, but we have to be, be, be cautious. So I think uh, once we get a vaccine um, out and going and we had reduced the number of deaths and you can see the, the trajectory across the country is going down. So I don't, I don't think uh, there's a lot of panic now as you saw it early in the summer. But then in terms of, in terms of medically, since we, since we have you, the advantage of your medical expertise, medically, where, because people go, well, I have the vaccine, so I basically don't have to worry, kind of like now I'm Superman or Superwoman, and coronavirus can't get me, there's that, and then there's, there's families where some people have been able to have the vaccine, uh, work groups, work settings where some employees have had the vaccine, others, others haven't. What do we have to, is there, is there a certain measurement we have to get to where everyone can go, okay, this is great. We don't have to wear the masks anymore. And, you know, we're pretty much past this. Correct. It goes back to that point of, you know, taking the vaccine uh, or wearing a mask. It's not just about you. It's about protecting other people as well, right? So you could have a vaccine and not necessarily get sick, but you could still be someone that carries the virus, 
and you could pass it on to someone else, right? And so it's about, so the ideas of washing hands, face mask, that doesn't change things. Uh, that's one. Two, if you get a vaccine, it's not 100% effective, remember, right? So you don't know if yours is 100% effective or it's not a, right? So it didn't work on everyone, right? Uh, and so we have to be uh, wary of that. But as a population health kind of metrics, I think it'd be one of those things where when everyone gets vaccinated, then we will have fewer numbers of people that get sick. People will still die from COVID, but the numbers will be reduced. I think that's where that's where it goes in. And it comes down to uh, the basic concept from Darwinism, right, of natural selection, right? They'll be idiots, and they'll be, <laughs> right? People will get weeded out over time. But our goal is to make sure we protect ourselves and protect those around us and care about each other. It's not about being selfish, it's about caring about other people. Tara, what would you, um, in terms of the, in terms of a feeling of safety, because the kids, you're home, they're homeschooling, right? right. What, you know, the big issue has been the schools opening because so many children now have been, haven't been in a regular classroom setting for more than a year. What would make you feel comfortable sending the boys back to, back to school? Uh, I, I have a, a real concern because um, where's the other, the oldest two, older two boys are 13 and nine. And if they need extra help, their, their teachers are able to set up extra Zoom uh, uh, sessions with them, uh, communicate differently with them. My concern is Gunnar, who's supposed to be in pre-K right now. And just as his mom, it's so difficult for us to sit down and focus on some of the things like learning his letters and getting him to write those things. So I'm at a place now, I'm like, am I compromising? Am I going to send him the three days uh, to a school that said they've never had a COVID case? Um, or, you know, or, or am I going to deal with him getting to kindergarten and just not being prepared? And then what does that look like and how does that affect him uh, for the rest of his life? But also, I think um, um, my biggest concern is obviously keeping them safe and, and staying out of the way of people who, who are essential workers. But also, I think that it's very difficult now because, as Dr. Manny saying, for, for me, there's no one-stop shop of information. So people get to say, well, I believe this is a hoax or I don't think it's true. But I think it's because in all of the things and all of the new things that we found, there's no one-stop shop to make people responsible to learn the things and know the things that they need to know, whether it's information about the vaccine, whether it's information of uh, the new findings of COVID. There's just no one-stop shop. So it's all over the place. And it gives people the irresponsibility to say, oh, this is a hoax. And they don't, they don't know, Dr. Jeff, what about that? Because it, that's been since the beginning, because this virus was a new virus. The medical advice initially was, was don't wear a mask, you know, coming from the CDC. So people, after that, people are like, wait a minute, what do we really trust? How real is it? And this is in this climate, coming out of this climate of, you know, fake news, of everything with the news is fake, nothing is real. People can just believe what they want to believe and, you know, make it up as they go along. What about that? Well, we. All we need to do is look at the 500,000 uh, who are dead, 500,000 plus by the time, um, you know, we, we are talking about this, uh, you know, uh, throughout the world um, uh, with regard to the deaths just in the United States. Um, there's no denying that. Uh, and I, I think what we have to look at is that, of course, that uh, Black people, Latinx people, Black brown people, uh, those are the ones who've been disproportionately affected uh, by the virus, registered more COVID cases, but also disproportionately um, not getting that virus, disproportionately getting the virus. Right, uh, and dying from it. Uh, the vaccine. Right, right. Um, and so 
um, with that, you know, how are we going to reduce those numbers in the black and brown community? So it is going to have to come down to herd immunity, but herd immunity being assisted by the vaccines, uh, by wearing our masks, by doing all of the things that we need to do even after we get the vaccine. I've, had the, I've gotten the vaccine. Many people have criticized me who are part of my peer group, but I say to them, of course, there's benefits versus burdens. There's nothing perfect, but at the end of the day, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And we have to think, think in terms of a, of, a group, of a group health situation like that. Exactly. Dr. Manny, what about in, term, in terms of the health disparities? Because have you seen progress around the country in terms of reducing the health disparities? We saw the American Medical Association come out and recognize systemic racism as a tremendous health risk and actually acknowledge that, which I think was a pretty major step. But have you seen any progress this past year? No, I mean, everyone talks about systemic racism, right? And they, they create these banners, uh, right? I mean, I've been in the corporate world for a long time and been around this, these campaigns. I think that change, uh, if you look at just healthcare in general, right? And you look at how many people have been laid off their jobs. If you look at the debates around $15 minimum wage kind of pieces, depending on what political side you stand on, most people in the minority communities don't have great insurance, right? We have Medicaid, for example, you are not getting covered by all the new great technologies that exist out there for you, uh, right? If you look at what people eat in, in the communities and how, you know, I could look at, uh, you know, like Tara and Dr. Jeff, for example, I, I'm sure that you eat healthier, you could have the opportunity to say, yes, I care about, you know, going to Whole Foods or myself, like all of us here, right? We are fortunate to make those decisions, but those things have not changed in the local communities. We, I, I will even advocate, you know, for a lot of celebrities and and everyone else to stand up and say, hey, let's promote healthy living within our communities. It's not okay to just make, you know, to make these jokes about let's drink Kool-Aid and let's drink fried chicken, all this, because it affects our health in the long term. And young people are dying from these things and affecting our communities, right? And people are dying beyond COVID from cancer, from cardiovascular disease, diabetes, uh, within our community, plus mental health uh, kind of issues. So I don't think that there's much change there. But I think now looking at the cost of this in those communities, I think there'll be more proactive kind of approaches. And I think uh, it has to be a combined effort, right, for all of us to help change our community because no one will do it for us. No, absolutely. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yo, what up? This your homie Ace Hood, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real poly tricks, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. It's been a rough year for a lot of people, a year under lockdown. When is it going to be over? When is life going to be back to normal? Will it ever go back to normal? A lot of people are saying no, but there's going to be a new normal. What is that going to look like? What can we look forward to? There are changes. Our society has been changing too. So many things going on. And I got a great panel to discuss all of this with us. Dr. Jeff Gardier is joining us. He's a clinical psychologist and a professor of behavioral medicine at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine. Dr. Jeff, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you. Also joining us is Tara Wallace. She's an entrepreneur, an actor, and a mother of three. Tara, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Emmanuel Fambu. We call him Dr. Manny. He's an advisor and investor in digital health and mental health companies. He's a medical futurist and a trained cardiothoracic surgeon. Dr. Manny, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Thank you so much. Dr. Manny, in terms of, in terms of the future, are there any improvements that are going to come as a result of this? Yes, I think you see a lot of improvements um, that will come out of this. There was uh, like one, if, if you look at 
suicide rates have been going up significantly uh, in, in our society in general. Yes. Uh, most That's recently, right. Most recently in Japan, they realized that the, the, the suicide rates among women has been skyrocketing, where they actually appointed a minister of loneliness, right? That's something that is there yeah, in Japan. Wow. Now, if you go down to Dubai, even a couple of years ago when I was there last year, where they had a minister of happiness, uh, you see a lot more people putting more effort and concentration around um, mental health and counseling, not just drug therapy, but counseling as well. So I, I see psychologists getting very busy. Um, going forward and i see a lot more support groups coming around um those kind of areas uh, i've seen from an investment side looking at a lot of companies uh, that we make investments in now looking at companies that don't only provide telemedicine kind of solutions but they're bringing in therapists right uh, like a whole holistic way of living as part of healthcare and i think you see a lot more of that uh, coming into play uh, in the future going forward so i think it's great and can any of that will any of that be available to especially in our low-income communities of color that is that's a good question because um i was looking at the market report uh, from investors the other day and he said all these novel solutions are all based out of like cambridge uh new york right uh, new york i mean manhattan <laughs> like mostly is a part of it and san francisco right that's where you see all these investments taking place and so one of the things i'm working on right now is actually creating a heat map around the country to say, look at the number of people that have suffered from this around the country. We need solutions over there, right? So we need to drive this. So that's uh, one of my top priorities uh, this year. Yeah, Tara, have you sensed any change? You know, we, we were talking about it and Dr. Minnie brought up the term growing healthier instead of growing older. And then for, for women that, that, you know, health a lot of times first it starts with, well, how it's, it's, it's uh, you know, provoked by like, how do I look? Oh, I have to do this. I have to get better. I have to do that. Do you see any change in how, how we women are looking at our health? Um, so my friend, my friend the other day, she's, she's like, I, I'm going to stop talking to you. Cause every time she talks to me, I'm like, you know, we should get laser hair removal. She's like, but, but what I'm like, because now is the time that we're sitting still so we can get these things done and we can heal and not have to, you know, do laser our face and not have to put makeup on cause we're just coming home. Um, I mean, I think for me, it's like, taking on a project, you know, taking on a new project. So whether that's like, you know, looking at myself and trying to better myself and do things that I've always wanted to do, um, uh, perhaps doing that. And again, those little things, you know, make me feel better. Um, it's like one thing out of the way. Now I can focus, now I can go focus on what I need to do with the business. Now I can, now I've had my moment, I can go and do something extra with the kids. Um, and here's Gunnar making his- We can say hi to Gunnar. He's been in yeah. so many shows. Hi Gunnar. And, and now he's shy. Um, so, I mean, just, I, I feel like just kind of, uh, I mean, those, I mean, it seems so small and it may seem vain, but it, I just feel like it's so important right now. Um, and again, the, what we're trying to do is make it a very simple thing, a very affordable thing. Um, and um, something that makes you feel better. It makes you feel like that's one less thing to worry about. Like when the nail salons reopened, I was so happy. And Dr. Jeff and Turner, Listen, it's a little thing. I'm out there, you know, the, the world is falling apart, but you know what? At least I got my nails. Um, Dr. Jeff, a little, a little frivolous thing, but you know, it's, it's those things that make you feel like, that make you feel good. And then you can the go old, on and feel like, the, old creature, the, the old creature comforts, right? Then go out and I can go out and do an 18 hour day and feel like, okay, fine. But Dr. Jeff, this concept is our whole way we're looking at life and our lifespan and how we're living and health changing because this term growing healthier instead of growing older, the acceptance 
of these what they call the 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 comorbidity factors these obesity these these ongoing diseases and these conditions that have existed in our communities that then just compound as time goes on what about that isn't that a good thing that's coming out of this well absolutely and now we're putting a premium on the importance of exercise of meditation of mindfulness of prayer of spirituality of making sure that we're not taking care of just our wallets, uh, that we're not taking care of just some of the major medical things, but overall living, life reinforcers, uh, those things that allow us as we get older to become healthier because we're wiser in the things that we're doing. I think Dr. Manny has a Peloton uh, in his apartment. I'm not quite sure. I have one of those, right? There you go. I know Tara works out all the time, Lisa, you do. And I think we really have to push this in our black and brown communities that we have to watch the way that we're eating. Even though we do have food deserts, it's important that you know we eat more vegetables, nuts, uh, fruit, that we exercise, that we lower the stress. Because those are the things, including, of course, poverty and overcrowding, that have put us more at risk for COVID-19. Dr. Manny, what about that? The, uh, the the way that we're looking at this growing healthier, because especially in the if you look if you go by zip code, you look at the low income zip codes, the obesity rate is tr- tremendous. There's an acceptance of like, well, that's just a big, a quote unquote big person. But then the, then they're you know you see them walking with a cane, they're carrying all this extra weight. You go into a wealthy a wealthy zip code, and the people are very thin. And there's different types of food available. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's different resources. How are we looking at that, you know, as a result of COVID? I mean, I think in general, we are very blinded by some of these things. In the summer, um, I was lucky to actually go on this tour of the different boroughs with, uh, with Lisa, right? Uh, right. I check out the housing projects. In general, uh, listen, I, I am blind, but I've never seen that in my life. Like, I was never actually exposed to that, <laughs> right? And, and since then, it has not left my mind. I, I think there's a lot more we can do for those communities because we take things for granted and we just allow those things to happen. I think uh, people need to be educated about these things, about quality of life um, kind of measures, because especially where society is going with, with, with data that's been generated on people, if you're unhealthy, you'll be cut out of society, right? Right now we're talking about, um, you know, uh, this financial split between the, the wealthy and the poor. They have and they have not. Right, I think where health insurance is going and what data companies are going, we are going to be further cut off from the main of society, because if you are higher risk, it's like having bad credit, you'd be cut out, right? The same kind of thing. Wow. And so it's not based on data. So I think we need to be proactive about this to educate our community on how we emerge from COVID stronger, because now for once we have the attention on us. If we let this go by, I don't think there'll be another great opportunity again. So I think it's the right time. So you're saying this is an opportunity. This is, this is that moment in history where the, the, fight, the fight for equal, equal access to healthcare across all communities, that this is the time for something to be made of it instead of people going like, oh, let's just get through this and get, get back to whatever was. Exactly. If you look at our community in general, right, what are the fanciest things that we talk about? Uh, the fancy drinks, right? That's what's our celebrity pushback in our community, right? We have um, this new kind of champagne or we have this new kind of vodka and a new kind of this. But in their personal lives, they have personal trainers and they eat healthy and they do all those things different, right? right? So I think that kind of mindset of bringing that to our community, let's not just focus on, oh, is, is COVID real or not? Or is the vaccine real or not? 
what are we doing to ourselves to improve ourselves, right? Not, no one will care about us, right? We have to look at us as individuals to promote healthy living within our community to say how to move forward and hold each other accountable. I think that's something that we need to do. And, and I agree. And by the way, you don't need the, some of the uh, fancy machines that we happen to have at home. You know, there are things that you can do that are very, very basic to keep you healthy every day, including the healthy eating, including taking little walks like Tara does uh, with Gunner. Uh, so there are many, many things that we can do that don't require a lot of money, but it does require the willpower of being better every day. And there's a- Bill Gates just mentioned yesterday that there'll be another pandemic that comes again. This, this is not the last pandemic, right? Okay. I was, I wanted to ask you about that real quick. What about that, Dr. Manny? That's not correct, because this is, uh, I mean, they had things forever. Ebola has been around, right? Now you had a COVID variant of this. There, there are tons of other viruses that have not become mainstream yet. So this would not, uh, in 1918, we had a pandemic, right? This is not the last pandemic. How do we prepare ourselves for the future pandemic is by being healthy and strong, right? If you're exactly. sick and we have all these diseases, then we'll still suffer again. So we need to And then our, our personal responsibility. Tara, I'm going to give you the final word on this. In terms of our, our personal responsibility as women, what do you think we can do to kind of spread this word about, about health? I'm just uh, really quickly, uh, one of the things um, to add on to what was just being said by Dr. Jeff and Dr. Manny um, is like, I, I don't have a Peloton, but I do have my ankle weights. I have five pound weights, I have 10 pound weights. Um, I buy tons of water every week. And so uh, when we went to Mississippi, we kind of started drinking soda because that's just how it is in the South. But we've been back now. So we've been buying Perrier, we've been buying like seltzer water. So we still, it's like, we, we call it like, this is our kick. This is our vice, our seltzer water. Um, and also being extremely conscious of what we're eating. And I took it down to something just very simple. Um, instead of being stressed about dinner, I make two veggies and some grilled chicken or some type of uh, uh, grilled fish. And um, I, you know, I, I, I find these things, I haven't even been going to the grocery store. I've just order, been ordering whole foods. Like every place is kind of delivering now. Right. So a lot of things are um, you know, accessible to us that may, may not have been before, like before I'd have to take an Uber to Whole Foods. Now it comes to me and, um, just being extremely conscious about, about what they're eating and talking to their doctor about what they should be eating. Um, so I think just one of the main things is self-care, you know, it comes back to that. It, it really does. I mean, I talked to friends down there. Where did, where did you get that book? I'm like, guys, iBooks is available. Amazon is available. All of these things are accessible to us. And we just have to take a little bit of time, research it, find a book that you want to read and, and, and really and truly just dedicate yourself an hour a day, 30 minutes a day or what there are times that I only get to, I only get to read a page a day. And I saw something the other day uh, on a, on, on something I was buying and it was a book called a page a day. And I was like, and that makes it so simple. Okay, exactly. Get one journal, little... Instead of writing the whole, filling the, the entire book, I can just do a line of day. If that's, if that's all I have. There's so many I'm ways. Right, right. And th- this has been a good thing, all the availability. And for the, wor- the workout thing, too, there's so many so many trainers on YouTube, a whole variety of everything that you can do, which is, which is fantastic, too. Dr. Jeff, final, final, final word for us. So is, does it, it come down to self-care, ultimately, to deal with all these things? Self-care, positive mental attitude, looking out for one another, and coming out of this pandemic much better than when we came into it. It is about life and death. It is about pushing us forward uh, as black and brown people and as well as a diverse community. We all need to be there for one another. Yeah, we definitely do. Well, I want to thank all of you for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Dr. Jeff Gardier, great to have you. Tara Wallace, great to have you with us. 
And Dr. Manny, thank you so much for making time for us. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Sweet Soldiers. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and health equity for all.